Well, after spending a couple of weeks in Fiji, we made it back to Papua New Guinea safe and sound. Sitting here in Mount Hogan on the front porch doing an outdoor recording this week. I uh, got some stuff going on in the office, so hopefully this sounds all right. Before we dive into this week's episode, talk about the goodness of the Lord and what he's done in Fiji. Go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee. Come back and we'll talk about what God's doing in the South Pacific. Well, Bula, everybody. That's how they say hello in Fiji. Uh, we just made it back. Got a plane flying over. So there's some music for this podcast episode. We'll give it a second. It's right over top of our house. And it wasn't a plane. It was a helicopter. We had a great time in Fiji. Uh, got to spend some time with Brother Satoki and their church family. It was just great. Uh, talk about a few things this week, but I'm also going to add a few things about Fiji on next week's episode after I talk to everybody back in the States, my superiors, and let them know what's going on. But we had some great services, had a great turnout, uh, just some rest and relaxation. I know some of you seen my posts there where we was able to sit on the beach and have our coffee and just have a good time. Uh, last weekend, we had a great, great ministry conference there in Lamy, which is just about 20 minutes outside of Suva, uh, just about 20 minutes from the hotel we were staying in there. And we just had a great turnout. Uh, all on the on the total for the for the conference, we had roughly a hundred people there. I didn't count Sister Marshall; she had a rolling total that she was keeping track of for the most part. Uh, but we had had some great morning services. Most of our morning services there was anywhere from five to twenty people there. Uh, it was just for training and for equipping. Uh, that way, we could you know talk about about some some things that that needed to be talked about in the church we had had a session on spiritual warfare had another on the oneness of god and it was just a, a great time we we had uh three night services the first one uh was was on friday we we had roughly 30 to 35 there that night and uh it was first night of conference so we we just let god have his way I uh, had a wonderful service there, had a great altar call, had a couple people filled with the Holy Ghost, and it was just it was just amazing. God really moved in that service. Pretty much everybody in the service came to the altar, and we was able to work through and pray with everybody and just, just see God work and see God have His way. It was a wonderful, wonderful time, and the next morning we had a, had another Another Bible study in the morning with with more people. Uh, we had more people coming in, just like any other conference. You know, first night you got a few, second night you got a few more, third night everybody's there. So we had people kind of trickling in throughout the throughout the time there. And uh, second night service, we we had a great turnout, had a had a great altar call. Uh, that morning we we talked about spiritual warfare. We talked about the fivefold ministry. And uh, whenever, whenever I was teaching on the fivefold ministry, God began to deal with me to to go ahead and go into some spiritual warfare teaching. So I, I done that. Uh, little did I know that that night uh, we we was just going to have from from the beginning of the service to 
to the altar call. We we had just a a huge bout of spiritual warfare, and and you know we already know who wins. Uh, so I'm I'm thankful that God led me to to teach on that, and we was able to to deal with that during that time, and it was just a a great time that we had there. Uh, the the final night we we came in on on Sunday, and we we had a great service there. And and God just showed up in a mighty way on on Sunday. Um, we we had some some folks come in uh, the the back half of the Sunday night service, and we'll be talking about that next week. But it was great. We had about fifteen people come in, and after service, we was able to sit down and have dinner with them and and talk to them about a few things, and it, it was just just amazing. So we we're just excited about what God's doing in the South Pacific. Uh, things that are going on in Fiji, things that are going on everywhere uh, around here. You know, we've we've got Papua New Guinea. We got all kinds of good stuff going on. We got the Solomon Islands. I don't know if you guys have seen on Facebook where where Brother George put on there was a man that was baptized in Jesus' name, and he was the owner of a nightclub, and they actually closed the nightclub, took everything out, remodeled it, put an ALJC signboard out, and that. That man has actually converted that into a church. So they went from dancing for for the world to dancing for Jesus in just just a couple of weeks' time. So that gives us two churches there in Solomon Islands. Now we've got one over in Santa Cruz, and this one is in Honira. So that's the capital, and that that's great stuff. Uh, Brother George and his family's been in in Honira for quite a while now. I, I know I'll probably say it different every time I say it, but I. <laughs> it's the capital there and uh it, you know god's just showing up and, and doing his thing there uh the the work in fiji is growing we we've got a lot of people there they're, they're just wanting to grow uh we was able to get some things in force with some organizational stuff uh which which is amazing i was able to meet most of our licensed ministers there and get some stuff going with that uh get our constitution in place get all of our licensing in place and just kind of talk about what what the future holds for for Fiji and it's amazing because you go there and you have the you, you know you're you're free to talk about and, and to roam about you know the the city and just talk about Jesus it's it's a great feeling there's a great great freedom and a great liberty there there are some strongholds there there's some things there that that the church is up against but like I said before, we already know who wins this war. You know, the, the devil may win a battle every now and then, but, but you know, we, we know that we are victorious in Jesus' name. But we, uh, we, we was able to invite quite a few people to the church services. Uh, we, we went to town and we was able to, to talk to people, witness to people, uh, go through and, and, and get some things done. And, you know, I, it, it was great. We, we was down there and I had a, had a man, he was shining my shoes and, uh, we just got to talking about the Lord. He was letting me know that, you know, he was raised in the church, but he hadn't been for a while. So I was able to invite him to a service. And, uh, then, then we had one of the doormen at the hotel. I was able to invite, invite him to the service. We had, had a couple of people, you know, that we met through town and I was able to invite them and just, just invite as many people as we could. We're, we we need to work on some some outreach techniques for for here. Uh, so that's some things that I'm going to be talking about with with some of the 
some of the folks back in the states that are that are big into outreach. I know we've got, you know, our church growth coordinator is going to be coming here to PNG over the over the next couple of months. We we also have, you know, our where, where we went to church there in Newcastle, our home church. We a lot of outreach there. There there's just a lot of great churches that are doing a lot of great things and that we can learn and grow from. Uh, so I'm, I'm just excited about what, what God's going to do. Um, so some things that, that, you know, that happened while we were traveling, it was, it was pretty crazy. You know, a lot of people, they've, they've, they ask like, what's, you know, the normal day in the life of a missionary? Well, these are abnormal days, but I'll give you a quick rundown of, of how this basically came about. Uh, we, we woke up, started our trip to Fiji. Uh, we, we left here the, at Mount Hogan. We went over to the airport on, on, uh, Wednesday afternoon and it was like two o'clock we flew out and then we came here to the airport, uh, flew to Port Moresby overnight in Port Moresby. And then we woke up at like two o'clock in the morning the next day, got on our flight down to, uh, Brisbane Flew down to Brisbane, waited a little while. Flew down to Nadi, waited a little while. Then we flew over to uh, Suva, got in our room. Uh, had all kinds of, of trouble with our rental car. It wasn't there. Had to get another rental company. Uh, finally made it to our hotel at like 11 o'clock. It was crazy. And then after we made it to our hotel, we was able to get up, get some things done the next day, celebrate Ezekiel's birthday. Uh, he turned 18 while we were in Fiji. That was great. Um, you know, I talked about some of those things on the last podcast, but on our way back, it was just as crazy. We had to wake up at 3 a.m. to be at Suva Airport uh, by by 6.40 when our plane flew out. Uh, we had to drive about 30 minutes uh, to the airport. And we, we had this little rental car, and we, we tried to get all of our stuff in this car. We finally got that, that huge bus that we was in. We finally got that traded in for a little uh, Toyota Corolla. And we, we go to, you know, we're, we're looking at it. We're getting ready to go to the airport. And we had to get another a taxi to come. Ezekiel rides in the taxi. We put all of our luggage in the taxi. We're driving to the airport. Uh, we get to the airport. I park the car. We get inside, get everything checked in. Uh, so by this point, we're sitting in the lobby waiting to catch our next flight. Uh, we fly from Naughty, We fly up to Brisbane. We get up there, and w- once we get up to, to Brisbane, we, we have another flight uh, that we're waiting on to get to Port Moresby. Well, we get on the plane to Port Moresby. We're at the Port Moresby airport. My phone rings. Uh, the next day, I answer my phone, and it's the car rental company. Hey, Mr. Marshall, we just want to let you know that we, uh, we received the vehicle, but we regret to inform you that there was a couple of scratches on the rear bumper. We're going to send you some pictures. Well, they send me the pictures. I go through the pictures of that versus the pictures of when I got the car. I have no idea what happened, but there are two scratches on the bumper of this car. So now I have have this, you know, the company calling me. So now I've got to contact the card company, find out what's going on there. And uh, and I, luckily, the, the credit card that we put the, the rental on, has insurance on any car rentals. Uh, Negan's telling everybody hello as Willie and Adriana's walking by. Uh, but they uh, uh, now I've got to call the credit card company, find out what we need to do about this. And uh, that that was number one thing. Then we get to Port Moresby Airport. This is actually the day after 
Um, after we landed in Port Moresby, they have a 24-hour policy with Air New Guinea uh, stating, you know, if you land within 24 hours that you can fly out with the same luggage allotments to go to your final destination. Well, we get there. Uh, we go to check-in. They tell us we only get 16 kilos of luggage rather than the 30 that we've had for every other flight that we're on going down. <laughs> and uh, so now they're telling us, you know, we've got all of this overage. So I had this conversation with the guy at the desk. I'm trying to let him know what their policy says online, trying to tell him, you know, hey, well, your policy states you have 24 hours. And he's like, well, our policy online is incorrect, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he, he gives me this paper, sends me over to this desk, uh, tells me that I've got to got to pay for all of this over his luggage and, and all of this. And I'm getting frustrated and I, I just go over there. Well, Sister Marshall, she continues to talk to this guy and she gets to know him, gets to know about his, you know, his fiance, some stuff, uh, you know, how long he's been working with Aaron to getting all of this and. Lo and behold, God showed up, and she was able to, as she was talking, he said, has your husband made it to the counter yet? Is he talking to anybody? And she's like, yeah, I, I think so. And she looks over, and I'm standing there. I'm waiting on a customer service representative to come over. They they never did show up. Uh, and she said, no, there's no one over there. So I said, tell him to come back over here. So I go back over, and god bless him he honored the uh the 24-hour rule that that air new guinea has and and we didn't we was able to make it back home without having to pay that uh our our flights got canceled like three times while we was in fiji uh we was there and i kept getting emails and text messages from air new guinea hey this flight's been canceled you've been put on this flight hey this one was canceled you've been put on this one well finally we get on the on a flight and we're we're sitting at the airport, and we're we're supposed to fly out at like eleven fifteen. So I, I like Pastor Charlie be be at the airport. You know we'll we'll be there at this time. Well, I get a cancellation. Hey, we'll be there at this time. I get another one. Hey, we'll be there at this time. So finally, uh, the flight was supposed to board at eleven forty five. Then they pushed it to eleven fifty five, and then they pushed it to twelve o two. And then we finally ended up flying out of there uh, at like twelve forty. So it was crazy. So we're, we're sitting there and then usually we use these little like puddle jumpers, you know, to come across from Port Moresby to, to Mount Hogan because it's only like an hour flight. Well, we walk out and th there's this huge Boeing sitting there. And, and, and w whenever we, whenever we get out there, uh, w whenever we see this huge Boeing, it's, it, they had canceled so many flights. They put everyone on a jet to, to fly back over. So now we've got this huge jet, and I look at Sister Marsha like, this is going to be the fastest flight we've ever been on, because, you know, usually we're on these super small planes, and it takes a little bit longer. Now we're on a plane that, you know, that normally you're flying internationally on, and we're, we're flying just, just a few miles. And uh, we get on there, we get to the airport, and uh, finally make it back home last night, got greeted by everyone here on the property. It was wonderful. Uh, and then, you know, today, uh, we're, we're actually, uh, getting ready to, to get everything going again. We, we, we've got everything scheduled for a work day that we're having next week. Uh, we, we've got all of our, our rafters and everything are welded with the exception of just a few, uh, reinforcements. I, I've got to go get some, some reform bars so that we can put on there and, and, and get that going. But uh, we're, we're going to get our pillars and our footers poured on the 7th. And then we've got some other things going on. 
uh, here on the property. So we made it back. We got unpacked last night, got some rest, got some relaxation. Now today it's time to start things back up again and get everything rolling back here in Papua New Guinea again. So we've been gone for a little while. Everybody done great while we were gone. Uh, you know, the property's still still running smooth. Everything's going good there. So that that's great stuff. Uh, it, it, we were just excited to get here and just just get back home. You know, it, it it's good to get away for a little while, but it's always good to come back home. You know, it it, it was great to get back here and just kind of get in the house, kick off our shoes, and, and and be home. Just unwind there at home. You know, get out of that that cramped up hotel room and, and get here and just relax. I will tell you, when we was in Fiji, it was hot. It, it, it was crazy hot. I had the air. I usually ran the air at like around 20 degrees Celsius. Uh, that's probably like 65 to 70 somewhere. Um, and, you know, we thought it was cold there at night. And we, we got back here to Hogan, and I tell you what, it, it was it was nice when we landed. And then throughout the night, I don't know if, you know, it just froze here or what. But we woke up this morning. We was all freezing to death. It, it was so cold this morning. It, it was probably in the in the upper 50s. But a, after having a couple of weeks in Fiji with that, that hot tropical climate and then coming back to the highlands, it was, we about froze to death, I tell you what. But it was great to be here. Uh, it's, it's warm back up for, for the day now. Uh, just continue to pray for us here in, in Papua New Guinea. We're still in the middle of these elections. Uh, the, the, all of the campaigning has to stop on July the 4th. And then after that, they'll have their, their elections starting the week after. And then the finalization of the counts will be on the 28th of this month. Uh, Lord willing, all of that goes according to plan and, and, and everybody's good to go there. But just continue to pray that God keeps his hand of protection upon us. Uh, we have a guest that's coming. He'll be here on Sunday. A uh, young man from our home church. He's going to spend two months here. And uh, him and Ezekiel, they've, they've got some plans. or They've got some things they're going to be doing. Uh, we got back here to, to Hogan. And Willie was here last night. So we got to see Willie. It's been a while since we've seen him. Uh, last time we seen him was actually in Lay. Uh, he's at university, he's in Unitech, and he's here on the property for the next probably month or so. We'll get a scene for his break. And then this morning we hear a knock on the door, open the door, and there's Joseph with a big smile. He greets us with a hug. It was great to see him. Hadn't seen him since, well, last time we seen him was in Lay, as a matter of fact. He went to Lay with us a couple of months ago, and he, he interpreted for me when we went down there for, uh, for uh, a church service down there at Four Mile. It was great. That's the one where we baptized the three ladies in Jesus' name, and God just showed up. So just keep on praying that God keeps pouring a spirit out here. And there's more to be announced on the work in Fiji. Can't wait to let you guys know what's going on there. And there's definitely going to be more to announce about the work here in Papua New Guinea. With the building of the Bible College and everything going on here, we're just thankful and blessed that God's using us the way that he is. and. If you're not giving a dollar a day, be sure to do so because dollar a day is how how a lot of the funds that, you know, to get this Bible college off the ground literally uh, is coming from. So be sure you're giving a dollar a day and make sure that you're just continuing to pray that God, God gets these Bible schools given. 
Uh, we just watched the service of GMC, seen the dollar a day. Uh, I, I don't want to call it a commercial, the dollar a day, uh, you know, video come up. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, a dollar a day does make a difference. So continue to give. We're praying that God moves in a mighty way in Latin America, just like, you know, what we've seen on the, on the video today and what Brother Ball said today. You know, whenever we're, whenever we're growing as an organization, we're growing as a people, right? The, the more we can saturate this world with, with this great gospel, the better off we are. Pray for your missionaries. Continue to support them. God bless you. We love you. We'll talk to you soon.